0: I believe that the Eurocentric white evangelical religion called Christianity has shaped the way that we pray. I know a lot of us don't want to admit it, but I believe that it's true. Let's get into it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. I am so glad. That You guys have chosen to join me right here as I always say you can be doing anything else with your time You could be doing anything else with your life, but you have chosen to kick it with your guy Yammy yahoo and I thank you for that. Listen all the support that I'm getting for the podcast. I thank you all Um, I know it's been a while. I've been out on vacation Uh, One week. I, I took off for a feast day the other week I was just tired and it gets like that sometimes, right? Um, sometimes we just get tired We need a break um, But I, I hope you guys enjoyed um, Last week's podcast About what we should expect After this pandemic Brought to you by Truth Unedited If you do not follow Truth Unedited On YouTube If you not have subscribed to his channel um, I, I suggest that you do um, Like I said In the details And as well as on the podcast I do not agree with the brother 100% theologically Uh, But as I always say, when you are right, you are right. Also, if you do not follow uh, Jacob C. Podcast on social media, please follow us on Instagram at Jacob C. 12. That is at Jacob C. 12. And you can search Jacob C. Podcast on Facebook and like us. uh, So you will see all of our posts. I post um, different snippets of the show every day. Pretty much Um, this past month, I believe, or uh, last month, I think it it was this month. I actually did a trivia Um, a trivia contest, not really a contest, but just trivia just to interact uh, with you all. And uh, I got a lot of good feedback from that. And it seems like you guys enjoyed that. Um, uh, So I'll probably do it again Um, as well. If you go to Teespring, teespring teespring.com, you can search Jacob C. Podcast and you can look at all the merchandise that we have for sale there as well. But the best way that you can support this podcast is just by subscribing to it. And uh, joining me right here um, on the podcast, listening to every episode. And I appreciate all of you who are doing so. So let's get right into this episode. We are we as I said in the beginning, I believe that the Christian religion has really shaped the way that we are thought when it comes to prayer, because in the Christian religion um, and whether we like to admit it or not, a lot of us come from that religion. And even when we leave, a lot of that residue of false religion is stuck on us, whether we want to admit it or not. And some of us don't, but it's the truth. And on this podcast, we tell the truth. So and the problem with that is is that when we come to the truth of who we are in our identity and then we start walking out the righteous way, um, the right religion, if you wanted to call it, um, following the law, statutes, commandments of the most high, um, and holding tight to the witness of his son, Yahshua, we still operate, especially in prayer, as if we are Christian. Well, Brother Yamiyahu, what do you mean? We do not pray like our ancestors prayed when it pertains to our enemies. Yes, and I know some of us are going to say, well, you know, our fight is not against flesh and blood, it's against, you know, spirits and principalities and all that stuff. And that's very true. But brothers and sisters, you would be a fool to think that the only enemy you have is in the spirit realm because as in heaven is on earth. What's true in the spirit is also true in the natural. If you have enemies in the spirit, you have enemies in the natural. Why? Because your spiritual enemies have control over and rule over your natural enemies. That's why they hate you. But I think the Christian church has shaped us in a way that we don't think properly when it comes to praying against our enemies. Yes, I said against our enemies. So the Christian church would, would, would tell you to uh, would take scriptures out of context. Turn the other cheek, love your enemy and all these things. When, when Yeshua is clearly not talking about someone slapping you upside the head, someone raping your family member, someone murdering someone you love, that you should love them. Or turn the other cheek toward them. If you understand the context of it. There was a lot of infighting in Israel. Then just as there is now. And Yahshua knew what was coming. And he predicted it. That the Romans would come and tear our tail up. And he said you guys don't really. So the context really is in a nutshell paraphrasing. He says man you guys don't have. You don't have the luxury of fighting one another. You need to love your enemy. Love your brother. He's Israel. You're Israel. A bigger enemy is coming and you guys need to be on one accord. We did not take heed to that. 70 AD, our, our capital in Jerusalem was sacked and we were scattered. And, you know, the rest is history. But as I look through the scriptures, I don't find one time. Not one time when our ancestors prayed for our enemies that were not of Israel. And some of us even had enemies within the house of Israel, and we even prayed against them. Uh, There was a song that when I grew up in in, uh, Sunday worship that we used to sing in the so-called church, and it was called the Spirit of the Lord. And it said, um, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon me, I want to sing like David sang. I want to dance like David danced. And then there came a part where it said, I want to pray like David prayed. And, you know, beloved, we never in the Christian church got to a point where we really prayed like David prayed. And sometimes even in this Hebraic walk, we don't even get to a point where we really pray like David prayed. What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, let's look at it. I want to I want to highlight two Psalms. In particular, um, there are psalms like this. There, there are prayers and songs riddled throughout the psalm like these two. But these two are very plain. There's no code. There's no induendos, It's straight to the point. It's it's blunt. It's forward and it's straight to the point. of what David is asking the most high to do for him concerning his enemies. And in a second, we're going to get to the importance of it all right so psalms chapter 7 is the first one i want to look at psalms chapter 7 and we also be in psalms 109 so psalms chapter 7 reads "O yahuwah my elohim in thee do i put my trust save me from all they them that persecute me and deliver me so we're good at that right as a nation uh, no matter what religion that you claim as so-called African Americans we are very good at asking the most high to deliver us from our enemies and to deliver us from our persecution but we stop there david takes it a step further listen now it says let he lest he my persecutor tear my soul like a lion rendering it in pieces while there is none to deliver so he's saying He's telling the most high man, you have to deliver me from this persecutor because he is so ravaging that if you don't save me, he will tear me apart like a lion and there will be nothing left for you to deliver because I'll be gone. It says, oh, Yahweh, my Elohim, my Elohim, verse three, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that is at peace with me. Yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. So we say, hey, listen, if I did something to deserve this persecution, this 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 level of persecution, if I did something directly wrong to this person to, to make them treat me like this, man, let him persecute me let him take my life but here's where the shift here's where the shift turns that that, that's a rhetorical question question my goodness y'all know what it is my lips are sticking together these soup these soup coolers are sticking together i should have brought my cup of water i did not but we're going to get through this anyhow hallelujah all right so in in verse five it takes a shift because david knows that he is righteous and that he did do nothing wrong to this person directly for this person to treat him like this. It says, "Let the enemy persecute my soul." I'm sorry, verse, uh, verse six. Arise, O Yahuwah, in thine anger; lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore return thou on high. Yahuwah shall judge people, the people. Judge me, O Yah, according to my righteousness and according to thine to mine integrity that is in me. So David says, Man, listen, don't don't just judge my enemy. But if I'm wrong, judge me too. judge me according to my righteousness. Paul would say that Paul would say that that uh, that we're judged according to our works. And so does James a judge according to our works. So that's what David is asking the most high to judge me according to my works. Look at my integrity. Have I done something wrong? If I have show me correct me, right? It says, oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. How many of us actually pray this? Do you pray this on a daily basis? Cause I sure in the heck do. I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of seeing wicked people prosper. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being persecuted by wicked people and being persecuted. Period. I'm sick of. I'm sick and tired of looking in in and out into my neighborhood and into the people that look like me, and seeing their faces. And, and you've seen it. You, you can roll down your street if you live in a neighborhood like mine, if you live in a city like mine, and you see the defeat on the face of people that look like you. The stress that's on the face of folks that look like us. The downright trauma that we see play out on the fight videos. On, on some of us on these cop videos, literally asking the police to shoot us, to kill us. Some of us would rather be dead than to live in the conditions in which we are living. Yes, yes, I know that we've brought some of this upon ourselves because we are disobedient and we have not uh, uh, hearkened to the voice of the Most High when he wakes up early to teach us and when he sends his prophets waking up early to teach us, we do not hearken to his words as the prophet Jeremiah said uh, through the Most High that we are moving backwards and not forwards and we have built up wrath for ourselves through Yahuwah and he is disciplining us. We know all that. But when will you get to a point where you are so fed up with our people being persecuted, a royal people being persecuted, being hunted, being experimented on, missing and don't nobody care, raped and don't nobody see it, abused and ain't nobody speaking up. Because if you ain't sick of it, Ashuram. And our King David did not take lightly for somebody threatening his life, the life that uh, the life of the people he loved, and especially not the lives of the ones that he took care of the kingdom of Israel. So he prayed regularly to the most high that the wicked be cut off. Are you praying that? I bet most of us don't even know, didn't even know that we could pray something like that. Now, I'm not saying this uh, out of out of anger. Uh, well, some of it is, but uh, in a totality, I'm not saying this out of anger, but it's just the right thing to do. We serve a just Elohim, meaning that the scales have to be balanced. How do I know this? Because scripture tells us that those who took us into captivity will what? go into captivity. Those who persecute us, what will happen to them? They will be persecuted. Those who took us into slavery, what will become of their people? They will be enslaved. But yet at the same time, we want to pray that the most high protect these wicked people. They're out here using crafty devices against us. They're out here being uh, shrewd and we want the most high to protect them. We we want the most high to look after their family, if all possible. I know people who pray stuff like this. It's ridiculous. And yes, most of them are in the Christian church. But man, some of these are bruised and they don't know any better. They don't know no better. You, are, you we got some family members and friends and maybe some of you who are listening to this podcast right now, your first time listening to it. You want to turn it off, but keep it on. You're in a church right now. And if you have family members in the church, man, share this episode, just share Jacob C podcast with them. period. But definitely share this episode with them. You're in a church right now, especially if you're in a dive, what they call a quote unquote diverse church. So that means you got to sprinkle a little black folk in there, the so-called African-Americans, sprinkle in there with a little bit of, with majority white folks. And you can make you may have a little bit of of an Indian, a West Indian in there, a little Asian in there, a little Hispanic in there. And you got a you got a you got a white pastor leading the leading the stuff with a black choir. And all of a sudden it's diverse and kumbaya and we all need to get together and be OK with your poverty and poverty and persecution because we'll all get a pie in the sky one day. And, you know, right now is just not your time. You know, we, we fall for the okie doke. We fall for the illusion of inclusion. And why would you want? Why would you want to be on? Why would you want to be assimilated with your enemy? People who don't like you come to so-called church with you on Sunday, and think that that's enough. Oh yeah, you think them white folks don't think like that? Oh man, yeah. I go to church with them. I don't. I don't need to hang out with them. You know, Monday through Saturday. You know, one day's enough. You know. Heck, I I, I even fed I, I even fed one of their kids once. Heck, I even gave one of them gas money once, and that should be enough. That doesn't make me a, you know, I'm not a racist. I go to church with them, you know. Sometimes I even go down to their neighborhood, you know, have Bible study with them. I'm not a racist. Yeah, (laughs) you are. Anyway, that's another podcast for another day. Listen, these people are our enemy. Not all of them, not all of them now, not all of them. Some of them um, have the Ruach in them, and they have clinged. To a, uh, a Hebrew congregation and they understand who we are. They understand who they are. And Isaiah 56 makes it clear that some strangers will make it in. They will make it in. But for the most part. <laughs> these folks have devised all kind of crazy stuff against us. I'm looking at Instagram and seeing how we're treated because my, 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 my social media of choice is Instagram. Sometimes I get on Twitter because I like the first hand account stuff. But anyway, um, and see how people that look like us. I don't know if these are, are, are Hamites or Israelites, but it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, because they lump us all in the same category anyway. And I'm looking at how they're treated on the continent of Asia, specifically in China. Because China doesn't really have a, a a loving relationship, like a partnering relationship with any country that has um, some semblance of civil rights. Um, they have business relationships with the United States, the United Kingdom, and all these things, but not like a, we're not, those countries aren't friends. They're business partners. Um, if you go to Japan or South Korea, it's a tad bit different because it's like an allied partnership, right? But they're treating black people as if we're the cause of the coronavirus, we're the cause of their economic downfalls, that we're the cause of everything bad that happens in China. People of dark skin are the cause. That's it. They're treated like crap in the store. That's that's why when they come over here and you go to their their, their, their stores, they follow you around. They think that you're going to steal. They think that you're ugly. They think that you're second class citizens and they think that, that you are worth and deserve nothing. Yeah, we keep giving our money to them. We keep going to their nail salons, hair salons, restaurants, ordering chicken fried rice, getting black hair products from these Chinese folk, Asian people, getting your nails done from these Asian folks. When you can go, if you if you don't have a uh, African American, so-called African American. Uh, nail salon hair shop in your town heck you can get on youtube and figure out how to do a whole lot of stuff on your own why are we giving our enemies an economic edge above us in our own neighborhoods you see how we do and some of y'all brews out here doing it too you you wave your fist at the Christian church and then you go and turn around and you still give you may not give it to the to the, the white man or the white woman, but you show again it to people who still hate you. They're not our enemies because we hate them. Let's get that clear now. They're our enemies because they have persecuted us. They hate us and don't even know why. Let's get back to the to the psalm. Verse number nine. I'm sorry, that's my soapbox, guys. I I took two weeks off. I need this soapbox. Can I have that? Hallelujah. Verse nine. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the just for the righteousness of Elohim trieth the hearts and reign. My defense is of Elohim, which saveth the upright in heart. Elohim judges the righteous. And Elohim is angry with the wicked every day. Uh-oh. So you telling me that the Most High does not love the wicked? That he does not hope that they would turn around one day and sing and you know, all this other, you know, care bear bull crap that we transfer from the Christian church over to here or that some of you who are in the Christian church still believe today? Absolutely not. The scriptures say that the Most High is angry with the wicked Each and every day. They have the anger of the most high heaped upon them. And we have the audacity to want to seek equality with these people. To assimilate into their culture. (laughs) To give them an economic edge over our own. But yet the scriptures say the most high is angry with them each and every day. My goodness, let's keep reading. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. So if the wicked don't turn from their wickedness, the most high will wet his sword and he hath bent his bow and made it ready. He about to to wipe these people out. 13, he hath also prepared him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Uh Uh-oh why does he do that verse 14 behold he the persecutor travelleth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood he made a pit and digged it and is fallen in the ditch which he made (laughs) his mischief shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own plate i will praise Yahuwah according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of Yahuwah most high. So David says, hey man, the traps that they set, let them fall on their own head. The violence that they set, let it fall on their own head. Listen, my moray prays like this. If these crazy folks then created the coronavirus, who's ever died, an innocent person has died because of this virus. Let let 10 times more die in a family. For the child that was taken, let their children be cut off. For the pain that's being felt by some of these families, let these enemies, let our enemies pain, let the wicked, let their, let, let them, let them feel that pain. We need to start praying like David prayed. Yeah, we need to pray for our protection. Yes, we need to pray for our safety. But yes, we also need to pray against our enemies because the Most High. Hears us and sees us and loves us, and we need to be crying out and remind him of our persecution and our anguish and our trauma and our pain that we have to face as a people each and every day. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have a little change and a little money in your pocket, and you think that you're still not, then you think that you're not a part of this uh, uh, so-called African American group that is in poverty, that is in trauma, and that that is that is being persecuted against you are a fool to think that your money will allow you to assimilate into the culture of a people who have hated you and people who look like you from the day they drug our ancestors from the west coast of Africa from Spain from Portugal over here from the time they kicked us out of Rome in the books of Acts from the time that they that they that they uh, 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 threw us on the Saint Tome Island, on, uh, on on Cape Verde Island, forced us out of Morocco's, forced us out of Spain's, forced us out of Portugal's, forced us out of Europe, because of their hatred for us, you think those people <laughs> are going to ever accept you? When Asians forced us out of that region. You think they're going to accept you? It's high time, brothers and sisters, that we begin to create our own support, our own. I know we've been saying this for a very long time. And Martin Luther King had it right. I use Martin Luther King in my intro music. Because. I respect him. Why do I respect him? Do I respect him because he uh, tried to assimilate us into the hands of our enemy? Absolutely not. But I do respect the man. Because he knew when he was wrong and he wasn't afraid to admit it. The man said that he believes that he has integrated us into a burning building. He made a sharp turn. Boom, like that. He woke up one day and realized the mistake he made. Then he was going to go back to Washington and start marching for the right stuff. Our own stuff. They put a bullet in his neck before he could do it. Because, he said, oh, snap. This uppity Negro then woke up and realized that the, the illusion of inclusion is false. Now he's going to, now him, with the potential partnering of of Malcolm X, that's why they had, they had Malcolm X own people turned against him before they can really partner together. Like that would have been something wild and crazy. Imagine if if Biggie Smalls, the rapper, and Tupac Shakur. Imagine if the music industry have not hadn't put them against one another. Imagine those two together as one, one voice, one sound. Imagine, imagine W. E. Dubois and Marcus Garvey, had not this nation set them apart in one voice, in one sound. Imagine us today, together, <laughs> in one voice, in one sound, this nation could not handle it. They wouldn't be able to handle it. Imagine if we all got together and said that for one week not a month, not a year, one week for seven days from Monday to Sunday that we would only support and put our dollars into African-American, so-called African-American businesses. Do you know the economic turmoil that would happen in your in, in your city, in your town, in your county? They would have to give you a second look. They'd have to start taking us seriously. But we're too busy trying to assimilate with some of these folk, trying to help some of these folks prosper over our own, prosper over our own. When we should be like David, when he, he didn't spend his time giving money to his enemy, he did not spend his time praying for his enemy, nor did he spend his time Trying to be buddy buddy and assimilate with his enemy, he spent a lot of time praying against his enemy. Let's look at another psalm, Psalm one hundred nine. I was reading this this morning, and this is kind of gave me the 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 inspiration for this podcast episode. Not only that, but also you know the congregation I go to, the, the people that teach there are just real they're just real they're real they're raw they're honest and that's what i love psalms 109 and king david our king david was the same way real raw honest now scholars say that they don't know if psalms 109 is about is about absalom or about another enemy that was not uh, penned in scripture but either way david is about to go hard in praying against his enemy in psalms 109 take a listen it says, hold not thy peace, O Elohim, of my praise for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me So this people that's talking lies against me, deceit against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. Hmm. I wonder if our people have ever been falsely accused of stuff. I don't know. Lied about. I don't know. They compass me about also with the words of hatred. And fought against me without cause. I wonder if anybody has ever spoken words of hatred against our people and have fought us and injured us and attacked us without cause. Hmm. I don't know. For my love, they are adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. They have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Oh, I tried. I tempted to love these people. And yet the only thing I got from that action was hatred and evil. (laughs) I wonder if that's ever happened to our people. I don't know. Set thou a wicked man. So, so, so after he said all this, they lied on. they lied about me. They've attacked me with no cause. I've attempted to love on them, but they rewarded me with evil and hatred. He says, so, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Verse six, he starts his prayer against the wicked. Against his enemy. King David says this. Set thou a wicked man over him and let Satan stand at his right hand. Ooh, I bet we don't pray like this. When he shall be judged, let him be com- condemned and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. My, my, my. Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the, extortion, the extortioner catch all that he hath, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with Yahuwah, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before Yah continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth, because that he because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might see uh, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. He loved evil so much, let evil come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as with his garment, so let it come upon his bowels like water and like oil unto his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment which which covereth him and for a griddle, a griddle, wherewith he is girdled continually let this be the reward of mine adversaries from yahuwah and of them that speak evil against my soul so no 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 no. i ain't praying for peace i'm praying that the reward of the wicked be evil that those who do wicked wicked come upon them that those who seek to do evil upon others that evil come upon them those who are stingy toward others that they don't get nothing Those who curse others, cursing comes upon them and their seed and their seed seed and their wives and their children and their stepchildren and their in-laws and all of them that's connected to them. Cut them off. We don't pray like this family. Because for some reason, we're scared that if we pray like this, we're doing something wrong was not David a righteous man? Did we just not read in Psalm 7 that he said, "Man, most high, if I'm wrong, judge me by my righteousness if I'm wrong." Is not our example? Is not the does the scripture say that that, that what was written for our foretime time is written for our learning? Is that not what the Scriptures say? So if David, a righteous man in the eyes of the most high, prayed like this against his enemies should we not be praying like this as well against our enemies open your eyes family let's begin to decolonize our minds from this false religion that taught us to pray for our enemies and let's start praying against our enemies let's continue verse 22 i'm sorry verse 21 Psalms 109, but do thou for me, O Elohim, the master for thy name's sake, because my because thy mercy is good. Deliver thou me for I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like the shadow when it declineth. I am tossed up and down as the locust. My knees are weak, though fasting and my flesh faileth of fatness. I become also a reproach unto them. I wonder if that's ever happened to us. When they looked upon me, they shaked their heads. Help me, O Yahuwah, my Elohim. O save me according to thy mercy, that they may know that this is thy hand and that thou, Yahuwah, has done it. Let them curse, but bless thou when they arise. Let them be ashamed, but let thy servant rejoice. Let mine adversaries be clothed with shame and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. I will greatly praise Yahuwah with my mouth. Yea, I will praise him among the multitude for he shall stand at the right hand of power to save him from those that condemn his soul. David said, listen, whatever my enemy has devised against me, let it come upon him and all that's connected to him to cut him off so that they will know what kind of Elohim that I serve. And he reminded the most high of his persecution how weak he was and how lonely he was and how poor he was in heart and how much he needed the most high. We need to remind the most high in the most humblest way now that we're being persecuted, that our people are suffering mental illnesses and breakdowns because of trauma, that our young women and our young men are being missing By the thousands, their organs are being harvested by the wicked. Our young women and some of our middle aged women are made to be sterile by these doggone vaccinations that they're giving them and these so-called botched surgeries that's happening because they believe and look it up. They believe doctors has been documented that doctors believe that for some weird reason, That so called African American women have this super, superman uh, threshold for pain and that they they can take pain. And they purposely botch surgeries. They make our women sterile, supposedly. Then they take their uteruses and put them into transvestites. They're telling our young men that it's okay to be women, telling our young women it's okay to be men. Purposely putting teachers into our education system in our community who don't care about educating, who are scared of your children, yet they're teaching them, don't like them, teaching them, think you dumb. Looking at you in your eye during parent-teacher conference, trying to intimidate you and telling lies to you about your child. Now, some of y'all kids are bad and they need to to be disciplined. But a lot of our children, these 22-year-old something teachers coming straight out of College, usually white women, trying to teach in an urban African-American environment cannot handle it. So they peg your child as a discipline problem. When it's not the child that's the problem, it's the teacher who can't teach. Yet we want to pray for these people. They following you around in the store, think you about to steal some hair products, some wigs, Some hot Cheetos from the gas station. They got a mask on while they doing your nails, but don't offer you no mask. Saying all kind of crazy stuff about you. You getting your nails done. Some of y'all falling asleep around these people while you getting your your feet rubbed and everything else. They hate you. You buying their food and they hate you. You buying their products and they hate you. And you, we, 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 we supposed to be praying for these people? That's not what my ancestors did. My ancestors cried out to the Elohim that we served and begged that he would come down and look and see the devastation that we're in and remember us and remember the covenant that he struck with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That he do not forget about us, that he does not forsake us, but he avenges us. We need to be praying that he send Yahshua HaMashiach back here soon. But in the meantime, that everything that they have devised upon us be heaped on their heads. That for every time that one of us got arrested for the suspicion of stealing, we ain't stole nothing. And it escalated into our deaths. Yes, that's happened. They call the cops. They think we're stealing. Nothing's going on. The cops as well hate them, hate us, and we get shot down. And yet we're praying for people like this. Now, we are to be righteous priests to the world. That was our initial mission as a people at Mount Sinai. Got the tripping. The Most High said, I'm killing them all. I'm going to make a righteous nation out of you. Moses, Moses said, don't kill them all. Keep them. Then end up making priests out of Aaron's sons. But our original mission is to be righteous priests. I believe we need to go back to that. But everybody, we have to how do I put this? All white people, Asian people, all people, all the other nations are not our enemies. Not everybody in those nations are our enemies. There are some who will cling. And understand that we are the uh, the people of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and they will also serve our Elohim. But for the majority of them. They never will. (laughs) They will hate you until the day they die, they will look you in your face, they will smile at you, they will sit next to you in the so-called church house. They will come into your neighborhood and feed you and clean up your block. Then 20 years later, they'll come around and kick you out of that neighborhood because of gentrification. They'll give to charities that may help you. But they don't love you. They're doing all that to make themselves feel good about not liking you, about hating you. So they can say that they're not racist. They're not prejudiced. Look at my bank ledger. Look at how much money I've given to these people. I go to the church with one of these people. I play golf with one of these people. My kid goes to school with these people. I go to the Chick-fil-A and I always say nice things to these people every time I go to the McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and Burger King. Y'all, we need to wake the heck up and realize that we need to start praying. That is our greatest weapon. We don't have any might in our hands as the scriptures predicted. Every time that a leader would arise amongst us, they will get chopped down. But what we can do is pray like David prayed, not for your enemies, but against your enemies. I pray this episode was informative. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that it opens your eyes just a little bit. Most of all, I pray that you seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at Jacob C 12 or the host page at Yermayahu 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. If you don't have a social media account. That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktree forward slash Jacob C 12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember. Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.